Get played premium DLC. Premium DLC. I'm I'm your host uh, Heather Ann Campbell, sitting across the city from Nick Weiger. I am Nick Weiger, and hey, with us is our producer Matt Apodaca. Premium DLC. Premium 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 DLC. Premium. Hello, everyone. Hello. Hello, everyone. Devin, thank you for making those drops. That was so good. Yeah, yeah very I feel good. like I feel like the hello everyone drop is familiar, but the rest of them were super unfamiliar to me. Those are new, but hmm. they're instant classics. Yeah, people like them. <laughs> good God. People have uh, been clamoring for them, actually. Is that clamoring? True? Yeah, getting a lot of uh, getting a lot of at replies, a lot of DMs. Uh but on on Instagram too. People are reaching out to me and being like, hey man, can you call more attention to premium DLC? Like just sort of emphasize it somehow. And I was like, yeah, sure, no problem. And then there we go. Vision executed. I got a message on LinkedIn. Thought I was getting uh, an offer for a job, right? That's yeah. what that Wait, website's for. Are you going to quit this job? Are you leaving? Is that the way you told us that you're leaving this, this job? Uh, well, and so anyway, um, I, uh, <laughs> I was looking at this this job offer because, you know, I, I love zeros. And uh, the, the, the message wasn't a job offer at all. To my disappointment, it it was uh, you have some more premium uh, DLC features, uh, feature drops. They they Disney wanted that in the show. The first this is the first time that somebody's gone from hero to zeros. <laughs> I'm I'm browsing monster.com uh-huh. and I I see I found Apodaca's resume. It says uh, the hello everyone guy. <laughs> And then you're like, like they have like a mission statement blurb for like what the, you know, what you want out of your career. And it says, help me off this sinking ship. (laughs) I don't know what's going on there. And I didn't even like type it out. I wrote it in my own blood. Yeah, you wrote it in blood and like took a photo and it's like a JPEG there. It's very strange. Well, hey, uh, you got it. Good luck to you. You got to see what sticks out there, you know, throwing stuff at the wall. Every week, I'm bailing water out of the ship while it sinks. I just want to make that clear. Like, I'm trying to keep you on board here, buddy. Yeah. I'm just We're... dropping anchors left and right. Oh, no. No, Nick. No. No. And he just took a swig out of a Pellegrino bottle like it was a fucking beer. Well, how else are you supposed really to drink from a just... bottle? <laughs> There's only so many ways. Yeah, Dude, you just drank like... a fucking Snapple like it was some whiskey. It's like, well, it's a bottle. No, well, that would be no, different. That's That'd a, be who like... drinks whiskey out of the bottle? Like, <laughs> I guess I do. If I took a sip of like this drink right here, and yes. pretend, like it would be very different if it was whiskey. Whiskey would be like this. Okay, so Matt <sighs> just took a sip and then is like, kind of making a face. Yeah. Like, yeah, it's kind of painting him a little bit. Like the E face. That's the good stuff, I would probably say. Yeah, okay, that helps sell it as whiskey. What is that drink you got? What is that beverage? Oh, this Oh, this drink? This is a, uh, what is it? It's called Living Foods GTS Aqua Kefir Sparkling Probiotic Drink with 
orange peach mango. It's one of my fucking favorite throw drinks that shit to get. In garbage. Throw it's, the garbage right it's now. Delicious. What are you doing? Throw the it in the fucking that? garbage. I love it. It's good for your gut health, and I <laughs> buy it at it Trader fu- Joe's. I'm telling you to throw it away. <laughs> I think this is the second time I've mentioned Trader Joe's on the paywalled content. So if anyone is buying it uh, from Trader Joe's and wants to send me stuff, oh boy, do I love your snacks. You know, we uh, we usually uh, talk about games that suck, but here on the premium DLC feed, we talk about other things. Uh, that being said, before we descend into those things, do you want to spend 70 seconds in gaming heaven, Nick? Well, we don't normally do that on the premium episodes. We That's can, That's wrong. Though. We have fucking done it. We have done it, and you're wrong. You Wait don't even remember your own life. <laughs> no, of course. Yeah, no, this is all blur for me. We do these on the premium episodes? <laughs> we, we can. Have. We have the option to. We have done it in the past. And we have. Hmm. Feels like I mean, Matt's I'll trying to it. like have it, I'll cut be, it uh, live. play both sides right here. I'm just trying I've, to say that neither of you are wrong. We, but Well, Nick's more expressly wrong, I think, because we have done it. <laughs> but, you know, hey, even this con- even this conversation about doing it or not doing it stays in because content's content, baby. Let's talk so for a few seconds about a game. Here's the show. Here's what what I see from the show notes, the document that was shared with us. You, uh, Nick you and Heather introduced themselves, I, then Matt. That's in brackets. Are you pulling out the receipts on me? Italicized. This is this is for the current episode we're doing. Italicized with asterisks around it. We can use the top of the show to talk about stuff we're playing right now that maybe we didn't mention in seventy seconds in gaming heaven or do like gaming news for a little bit. I mean, so not explicitly telling us to do the seventy seconds in gaming heaven, just kind of saying we can talk generally. This this the curtain's gone. By the way, okay, everyone can see fully behind it now. They're not even peeking. They're in full view of what's behind the curtain. I think they can all just see how little oh. prep we do for these premium episodes. <laughs> I'm prep. I'm ready to go. You okay, ready to go? Let's do I'm it. fucking ready let's to go. Let's it. get into this week's concept. It's music. Wow. Because it's time for now that's what I call music volume two fighting game stage music. Wait, is that the title? Hmm. Did you write this wrong? I'm looking at your notes like everybody. It should be. It's time for now that's what I call video game music volume two fighting game stage music. Right? Yeah. Yes, that's right. That's what I wrote. Unbelievable. No, you don't put video game in front video of music. Video game is missing before music. And uh, like this outline's got some issues. Look, um, okay. I may have to comment on your LinkedIn profile that <laughs> bad at one thing <laughs> yeah. he had to do. <laughs> <laughs> the point is that today we're talking about fighting game stage music. Now, what is a fighting game? Come on. It's a video game where you fight somebody. So it's okay if it's 2D, 3D, first D, D. Uh, we're we talk talked about-, about that game 4D boxing before in here, which I wouldn't classify as a box as a as a fighting game, traditional bo- fighting game, because boxing is kind of its own category, more in kind of the sports sim side. But that is a game like it's called 4D boxing, and it's just got this crazy, like uh, early poly or like in the early days of polygon graphics, and it's got this 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 wild uh, uh polygon aesthetic. Where every polygon, it was so low poly that every poly is just like a different solid color to sell it. And it looks very, just very trippy and mind-blowing. We hmm. talked about that? We talked about 4D boxing a little bit, yeah, in a previous episode. Hmm. I must have tuned out just like I did again right then. <laughs> yeah, I've noticed. Uh, it was a cool-looking game, though. <laughs> Are we well, all so- a little bit slap-happy today? We're doing That's all right. Little- We're all doing okay. We're a little slap happy. Call me hey, slap Why don't you go first? Why don't you go? Why don't you start start this off and talk? Oh boy! Oh fucking Jesus! Come on! 
<laughs> Look, if we get... We're Nick, having fun. Talk about, a, talk about some music. Talk, so talk about... as, as I was going through these, as I was trying to compile my list, <laughs> I was realizing that all of my... Like, I, I there was a point where I just kind of stopped playing fighting games. I kind of just fell off the map. And for me, it was like a kid thing. It was a combo of when arcades still existed and when I had friends that I'd play games with in real life. And that that and then after that, when it turned into like partly because the the genre is never my favorite anyway, so like the the appeal for it for me was playing with other people, was playing with friends or playing with strangers in an arcade, which is its own thing that can be fun too. But playing online a fighting game never really like was a thing that connected with me in in the same way. And certainly single player fighting game campaigns. I know some people are look favorably upon like the the recent Mortal Kombat's as having good single player campaigns, but I've just never and I haven't messed around with those games, but I just haven't really ever liked the single player mode playing fighting against the AI. That said, so all of my all of my fighting game like uh, most of my fighting game experience and the good memories I have of fighting games and fighting game music which is what we're covering here stage music comes from like you know uh the the basically the 90s into the early 2000s and my first entry is like all of my entries is going to come from that era I am picking from the Soul Calibur series this is a track, Confrontation. I believe Confrontation is actually present in the first Soul Calibur, and then it's one that continues in subsequent Soul Calibers. Uh, Abodaka, Slapodaka, rather. Let's hear a little bit of this bad boy. <laughs> goes like welcome to the stage of history like exactly a lot of lot of clips that would play over this the soul still burns like lots of lots of just like overwrought bl would be playing the the drums back there are doing a lot of work they're having a lot of fun back there it fucking rules this one's a blast so anyway yeah that's my first clip a little bit a little bit of from Soul from the Soul Calibur series, confrontation and hey, what is a fighting game without confrontation? I mean, that's the whole thing, right? We're in there to that sell some the whole, scores. That is the whole with thing. Feet and Unless fists. it's cooperation, because it's like Marvel versus Capcom, and you teamed up. If you're, te- yeah, in a team, I don't know, team concept. That was great, Nick. I hadn't heard that track in a long time. I miss Soul Calibur. I know that the most recent one was fine. Um, somewhere around the time where I guess. You could play as Darth Vader or whatever. I stopped playing Soul Calibur. The games were always stupid. And but that's part of the fun. The part of the fun of the Soul Calibur for me is they're just like gloriously stupid. But then they reached a point where they got a little too stupid. And they had like, you know, a lot of the unlockable console exclusive characters were just a little too dumb. And honestly, like out here, here's the thing. I, I mentioned Mortal Kombat before, but here's the thing. I think Mortal Kombat does well is when they have uh, they have a character like that. It's like, okay, Jason makes sense in the world of Mortal Kombat as a playable character, right? But Darth Vader in the world of Soul Calibur to me is a complete disconnect. What is he doing there? Who was your main in Soul Calibur? Do you remember? I was trying to remember, and I think that because I was I was thinking back on playing that, and I think it was that Gimp Freak Valdo. 
I think it's that gym suit weirdo. Valdo. Nice. I remember Valdo. Yeah, Valdo looked like he's like a fucking maniac. Uh, but got like he's got like a face mask. His like and my favorite thing about Voldo is when you win, you get that little quotes from your player that's like, "You're ten years early to beat me" or something right. like that. With Voldo, he just goes. That's <laughs> 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 all he fucking does. Yeah, as far as I can tell, he lives in agony. Like that's his that's his whole state. <laughs> uh, uh, Sofitia. I played some Sofitia too. That was, that was probably my other character. Sofitia? Is that how you say it? I would assume so. Sophitia? I always thought Sofitia. Sofitia? We may never solve this mystery. Uh, yeah. But uh, uh, however you say it, she's busty. She's got a blade and a sword. She's got a, I'm sorry, a blade and a shield, rather. Um and uh you've got the sword, she's got the blade. <laughs> Come on. That's our show. <laughs> uh, all right, Heather, let's hear one of yours. All right. Uh this is from Street Fighter 2. This is reuse theme. It's just a classic. Which is a little bit fancier. Such a contagious groove. Do you know if this is from the which hardware set this is from? This, is this sounds from the arcade. Like, this sounds like arcade Super Street Fighter. Got it. Turbo, maybe even. Wow, could be a turbo. But I'm not positive. I'm positive that I it's love slapped. that breakdown. It is a contagious groove. Here's why I love that song. It's because it feels like. It feels like you've got to fight because you need to fight. It right. feels determined. It doesn't feel like, it's not like, oh, it's not orchestral. It's not angry. It's like, it's a song about a guy who puts down his duffel bag and he's like, all right, here we go. It's time to fight. He's like a, he's like a blue collar fighter. And that's yeah. kind of what Ryu's whole thing is. He's just like a dude who goes from fight to fight for the fight itself. And I like that being the core identity of the Street Fighter universe is fighting for fighting's sake. And then everybody who orbits Ryu has all these bullshit reasons like, oh, I want to win a tournament or I'm avenging my dead dad or I'm a gay guy who wrestles bears. Like whatever it is, (laughs) like it's it's not this. It's Ryu's just there. He's going to show up for every game and he's always going to be like, you know what? Sometimes you just got to fight. That's what his theme sounds like to me. Although that version of it also sounds like he's in E Honda's stage and there's a bunch of like fucking sleigh bells and shit happening. But you mm. know, whatever. What do you Abadab- what is E uh, what is E Honda's motivation? Is he just he, a, is, he's just in it for the love of the fight too, right? Or does he have no, some no, no, story no. He's behind? He's trying it? to prove that Sumo is a legitimate fighting form mm. for the rest of the of the world. Uh got it. So that's what he's bringing to the table. Uh Dulcim, I think, is fighting for a village. But also okay. has like skulls around his fucking neck from like I think dead kids who he's avenging. I'm not sure. I don't remember. Jesus Christ, that's great. Yeah, no, Street Fighter lore is some shit, dude. Um, Apodaca, did you bring anything to the table for this episode? I did, and you know I don't 
play a lot of fighting games similar to Nick, but I've I've probably played fewer fighting games. But uh, the first song that I brought is maybe the only fighting game I've ever loved, like that I got like very obsessed with um, in high school, and it is uh, from Super Street Fighter Four. Um, which wow, I just nice. absolutely we just m- me and my friends were just obsessed with this game. That uh, game came out when you were in high school. Is that what is honestly? Is, yeah, honestly, is that what you just said? <laughs> yeah, and it came I, out when you were in high school. What's crazy is that Matt isn't even that young. Like, because Matt is like no. what you're thirty, right? I'm almost thirty. Yeah, I'm twenty nine. It occurred you're to me recently yeah. when I described myself as young that that is not true anymore, <laughs> uh, and, <laughs> and it, it made me quite upset. No, we're just old as shit. Heather and I are fucking fossils, and so that's well, what Street we're Fighter grappling 4 with. Well, Street Fighter IV was, uh, I covered for when I was a games journalist. So yeah. it was still a long time ago for me, but it's like, but not high school. Not high no. school, man. I went all in on Street Fighter 4. Like, I bought, like, the, or Super Street Fighter 4, rather. I bought the bundle that came with, like, a really cool duffel bag and, like, a t-shirt and, uh, like, a, a water bottle that I think is somewhere like in man yeah have i have i talked about the street fighter 4 capcom experience on this podcast on no, any of these please. no no so it, please. uh back when i was a games journalist it was pretty open season on like you know paying for sort of a exclusive event atmosphere so that you could uh, massage the scores of a video game and uh capcom threw this big event in vegas called captivate uh uh, and they debuted Street Street Fighter Four, and uh, they put us up in a hotel, and they threw exclusive parties with like Playboy Bunny style Hell waitresses, yeah. and all the drinks were free, and you could drink anything. So it wasn't like oh, just regular shelf drinks. Like you could drink anything, like fucking the fanciest tequila you can imagine. And they had the machines set up in a suite. That was two floors with a waterfall inside of it, inside of a inside of a hotel suite. Does that Jesus. make cool. sense what I'm saying? Yeah, that's why. Yeah. So you were playing Street Fighter with like a fucking river through the room behind you. It was so fucking crazy. Um, and that's how I was introduced to Street Fighter 4. At the end, they gave you uh, a free radio from MoMA, uh, which had the Capcom logo on it. They gave you a cigar with the Capcom logo burnt into it. They gave you poker chips. They really were like trying to buy. And I went into it a Street Fighter fan. So this was all lost on me. Yes. <laughs> You're like, look, you didn't need to do this. I was already, <laughs> yeah. already going to love it. Also, um, I want to, I, wanna, um, I just want to toot my own horn on this one for just a sec. I'm got, I got I to gotta, I gotta throw please. it out there. Uh, so Seth Killian is a friend of mine. Uh, and the way we... We both grew up in the sort of the same area in Chicago, and we both went to the same arcade, but we didn't know each other as kids. The and Windy City, I call it. The Windy City. And we reconnected at Captivate. I call it the second mm-hmm. city. Uh, because we were both <laughs> playing on opposite sides of the same street. No, I'm not going to give you credit for it, for, man. I'm not. Anyway, the, uh, we both reconnected on opposite sides of the same Street Fighter machine. Um, and he was filming something for one up or something uh-huh. and he, uh, and he was demoing the game, but I was beating him so badly that they had to kick me off the machine because it was making <laughs> the footage bad. Wow. So wow. they, he got around the machines like, I'm so sorry. Can you stop playing so I can demo the, the game? And I was like, oh yeah, of course. No problem. Uh, but 
for a for a window of about three minutes, I was better than Seth Seth Killian because he was distracted, and and that that was the last time I think I ever lost or won. <laughs> Who's your main in 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 Super Street Fighter Two or Street Fighter Four rather? Me? Yeah. Uh, Akuma. Okay. Yeah. Who, Matt, how about you? And then Oni, uh, when mm. Oni came out. My main is whose theme I brought. Wow, let's hear it. And it's M. Bison. Oh, shit. <laughs> are we at the club or are we just fighting in the streets? What's going on here? Right. Psycho Crusher. Nightmare Booster. And Bison Rule. This is just good. Like, this is just like a good song. Is it? That's his original theme, right? Yeah. Fuck yeah. My friends and I would drive to an arcade in West Covina to play at a Street Fighter 4 arcade cabinet. It was the only, we, we like tried to find one and it was the only one closest to us that we could like, you know, easily drive to. And we would go there to this arcade in West Covina and play there for hours just at this arcade cabinet, even though we had the game at home. That rules. Street, Super yeah, it's Street a different Fighter experience. 4 was an excellent game. Did you get on board with Street Fighter 5 or did you, did you let it go? I bought it and, you know, I did not love it because it was not a, a game. Like, it was, it was, yeah, it was nothing. Busted. It was a disc with nothing on it. Yeah, uh, but I, I haven't gotten uh, back into it. I, but I've heard that they've, like, fixed it. Mm. That's what I've heard also. I'm waiting until I have a, a bigger place to, like, sort of hook up myself yeah. with a fight. Like, because I, I have to do joystick. I can't not yeah. do joystick. I just want... It I like I want a non two D even though you know no disrespect to the two D Street Fighters but uh, I would love a um, like a port of Street Fighter Four for the Switch I just that's maybe mm. one of my favorite games of all time Street Fighter Four I said this too tiny for the control the controller's too tiny for that I bought it for the three DS I I bought Super wow. Street Fighter Four I bu- I was the port king for Street Fighter Four I wow. bought it for as many different things as I could play it on and it plays it's very easy to play on the 3ds unfortunately yeah. because all the combos are on the screen and you can just touch them uh but oh really yeah so it's like it's 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 far too easy like that's it, you bananas can just go nuts in this game just like tap your uh you know screen so much but i i loved that game i still have it nick you're up yes uh hey sticking with capcom but pivoting yes. from 3D to 2D and away from the Street Fighter series, I tried to, to have no Street Fighter picks, even though I love the the Street the, the, the There is some great Street Fighter music, obviously. We've heard a couple of examples. I'm picking one from Marvel vs. Capcom 2. Now, look, nice. the I, people know the, the character select screen. That's, I think, the most iconic. But there's a lot of just great, like, straight up smooth jazz grooves throughout this game and all the stages. Uh, and the one I picked is River Stage. Let's hear, hear a little bit of River Stage.
the accompanying image on this uh, clip here is Iron Man and Mega Man shooting each other, and it's very cool. It yeah, it, it's the matchups are very odd in that game. Like when you've got like you know Jill from Resident Evil trying to kill Thanos, it's just bizarre. <laughs> I I really like. So here's my thing in the Marvel vs. Capcom and Marvel vs. Capcom 2 in particular. This that track has no business being in a fighting game. It's no. just nonsense. <laughs> but it's great. And I think because it's such a disconnect, it it like really, really works. It's just like some people I, and this is a weird thing to, to look back on because I think it's remembered so fondly. But a lot of people at the time like thought the soundtrack was a negative. And I remember reading reviews saying that the soundtrack was a distraction from the game and like, you know, because it's it was such a departure from what you'd see in fighting games or what you'd hear in fighting games. And but I, I loved it. I love and I'm even I'm not I'm someone who doesn't love synth horns, but I'm willing to overlook it with this because just like the the composition, the arrangements are so strong. Uh, and uh, it's yeah, I, I, I love it. I, I love just I just love sitting in that groove. What a hoot that is. That was excellent. I hadn't heard that song in in a minute, and it was it was a real joyride. Thank you so much, Nick Weiger. Hey, you know, I, I try. Nick Weiger, thank you. <laughs> Guys, you're welcome. My next song is also from the exact same game, but it is among the best fighting game songs of all time. From Street Fighter 2, and I hope it's the right version, from Street Fighter 2, just Street Fighter 2. Not Super, not Turbo. Classic Street Fighter 2. This is Guile's theme. supposed to represent America. <laughs> I think it does it well. I love that high note. So good. Now, this song is so good that there was a meme. Yes, I remember the meme. And the meme was, Guile's theme goes with everything. And you can look yes. it up. If you missed out on that meme, you can put that track how this is how good that song is. You can put it under anything and it works. Like you could put it on the Matrix shootout scene. You can put it on like Avengers Endgame when everybody comes through the fucking portals and shit. Oh, cool. <laughs> you can put it anywhere and it works. And if you can make a song that goes with every high pitched moment in in film, then then you've created a. a a real classic. Hard to argue with that. It really does go with everything. It goes with everything. Hindenburg crashing. A fucking pancake commercial. What? Train train coming to the screen. Yeah. God scares the hell out of me every time. <laughs> I want to put it on hmm, John Wick. Just any scene. The entire movie. That would be awesome. It would be work. so good. So fucking cool. What else could it do? Um. I thought I've been, I think I've mentioned this on the show before, but I'll say it because Guile is brought up. I ran with this. So I we're Heather and I, we, we you mentioned we're old and I'm old enough where 
like that like there would be thing there would be facts that you couldn't settle with an internet search like that was a, i probably to, to to a lot of you know younger millennials and what's a gen after millennial z uh, or maybe it's generation pandemic come on pandemic gen out there a lot of those a, a lot of those you you kids may not know that there was a time you couldn't just fucking google something to settle something there, there would be there would be disputes don't listen to the show <laughs> <laughs> you old fucks who listen to the show should be aware that these people exist we have to live among them so i so like there were kids at my school at my middle school and it was a debate who were convinced that guile's name was pronounced gilly and so i'd be like <laughs> I, I I'd talk about guile because guile is a word. Clearly, that's the origin. And we know now that it's supposed to be pronounced guile. They'd be like, oh, you mean gilly? It's like, no, I don't mean gilly. But what am I doing? How, there's no way to settle this. There's no one who can give us an answer on this. Does, don't they say his name when you choose him in Super Street Fighter? Couldn't couldn't they wait? Like, is that guile? I'm Maybe? looking way back on Street Fighter 2, the original, which I don't think had that VO sample. You know what? I'm I'm not even sure that I am I might be hearing that in my head when I select mm-hmm. Guile. I don't even think that ever happens to be yeah. totally honest. But here's something that happened. Do you know I wrote lyrics to that song? Wow. Should we should we share them on the show? Yes, please. Let's share. I them. sing I sing I sang this. Please. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> Chin that's extra square <laughs> Waiting to avenge his best friend Cause his death wasn't fair So he'll search everywhere Till he brings the dictator to justice first He has to get a razor And some shaving cream And apply it directly to his face Cause there's a place that hair grows You might score But he has to shave it off that guy only fights without his eyebrows. Sonic booms and flash kicks are his style. But when you think of Guile, remember his lifelong vow: never go out with fucking eyebrows. Join USA. <laughs> the animation on this is stunning. <laughs> That's from my old job at ADHD, man. I had the privilege I've of watching that. I've never zeroed in on his absence of eyebrows, but it okay. is jarring. <laughs> it's what a fucking freak. It really What's is wrong something. with his head? Get some brows. <laughs> He's going to cut him off. Otherwise, he can't fight. I'll, I'll reveal this as a... Just a slight aside. I uh, don't have, uh, I mean, I have eyebrows, but I don't have thick ones or much to speak of there. So one time my girlfriend filled them in and I looked like a completely different person. <laughs> wow. <laughs> it was really funny. <laughs> Just a little fun fact. Abba Doc, why don't you close us out with a with a theme song du jour? I, oh, I'd love to. And you know, these. this one was tough because... Most of my Street Fighter, I mean, most of my fighting games is Street Fighter only, but I have played another fighting game of the Super Smash variety, the more recent Super Smash Brothers Ultima, Ultimate. Wow. And um, one of the themes, one of the battle stages in that 
um, in that game is called Spear Pillar, and that is from um, one of my favorite generations of Pokemon, uh, Pokemon uh, Diamond Pearl era, uh, with the the uh, po- I almost called them monsters uh, with the with the Pokemon um, Palkia and Dialga, and this is the theme from that stage. Yeah, this is good stuff. Like, the music from Pokemon Diamond and Pearl is good anyway. And they they really took... They, they, they made something nice with this one for, uh, for Smash Brothers. Even if you don't like the Smash Brothers games as games, and I love them... That what they've done in terms of curating and remixing old video game music is astounding. Like, there are so many great remixes that come from the Smash Brothers series. That was the, that was the hard part, honestly, like picking a Whoa. Smash Brothers track. Yes. Well, this part's, this part's crazy. It gets nuts. It's, like it's a long song too and it goes for like it goes places I'll say I mean look it's getting kind of scary even wait we just gonna it's like Philip Glass at his most dissonant it's so like just like unrelenting and oh now now it's like Resident Evil menu music or some shit (laughs) What are you buying? <laughs> what are you saying? <laughs> I think it's great. I mean, it, it goes all over the place. I think they, they use a lot of samples from, um, well, that era of Pokemon. And I, I love it. Well, guys, what else can you say? But now that's what I call video game music, volume two, fighting game stage music. Be sure to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at GetPlayedPod or send us an email, GetPlayedPod at gmail.com. Or you can leave us a voicemail at 616-2PLAYED. That's 616-275-2933. We'll see you yeah. next time on People How Does This Get Played Premium DLC. Premium DLC. Premium DLC. Premium DLC. Oh, I want my premium DLC. Shut up, baby. Premium DLC. The most premium. (laughs) Oh, God. All right.